Hello, and welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, rate, review, and subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We want to hear your thoughts on the movies and shows we review. Leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or our YouTube channel, and we will read them during the show. Or reach out to us on social media. We love talking all things entertainment and pop culture with you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Delora, what is, do you have a favorite gospel song or church song you used to sing back in the day? Girl, there's too many. I, in name the last me, podcast, name me I just, just talked about how right now. I wasn't allowed to listen to any secular music or watch certain TV shows and movies. So my whole life was Christian music. So I hear you. I don't want to cross talk you, but give me one about? that just strikes in your heart right now. You're talking about Richard Smallwood. You're talking about Take Six, Fred Hammond, Dinah Kirkland, Yolanda Adams. Girl, okay. Living Word, Fred Hammond. Bread of life, sent down from glory. But no, but then there's Richard Smallwood and like one album in its entirety. <laughs> <laughs> Because everybody wants to say total praise, total praise. No, have you heard Calvary? No, have you not heard? Girl, why you put me on the spot like this? So it seems like for this recap we're about to do, it would have been very hard for you to narrow down your list of favorites for the singing competitions that we're going to find ourselves in as we get into this recap. Because guys, as I talked about last week, we are recapping Peacock original film, Praise This, starring our girl, Chloe Bailey. This dropped on Peacock April 7th, almost two hour runtime. I believe it is Peacock's first original film, if I'm not mistaken. This is a Will Packer production. So this is also his first streaming release which is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, This film is directed by Tina Gordon, who you guys would know from her work on Little, what women, I'm sorry, what men want. Let me give you a quick summary of this particular film. A young woman, girl, (laughs) a young woman with dreams of being a superstar joins an underdog Atlanta praise team choir in the lead up to the national competition. Let me tell you, uh, I don't know if it's considered old school, but a a song I used to love so much hearing people sing in church was Silver and Gold. Um, Still to this day, (laughs) if I hear somebody sing Silver and Gold, I feel it. I feel it. It gives me it gives me nostalgia. Um, But this film in particular, they really did a lot of mashups between adding in gospel lyrics to our now hip-hop and r&b hits that we're familiar with so much joy that's good to know because i was curious that i can sing money by cardi b instead of saying shake it at ass (laughs) i could say the lord instead of (laughs) you also have a new rendition of savage okay i cackled i first of all we'll get my mama is first lady and my daddy is a preacher okay (laughs) 
Okay. Yeah. They they definitely did their thing with some of these uh new renditions, but let's get into the rest of the cast real quick. I already mentioned Chloe and she's playing Sam. We have Angelica Washington who was amazing as Jess in my opinion. We have Quavo as Ty. We have Drewski as Aaron aka Big Love. Big Love. We have Jekyll and Carr as Kiki. We have Burgundy Baker as Melissa. We have Kiara Iman as Jackie. We have Alario Grant as Jermaine. We have Tristan Mac Wilds as Pastor Goodman, a.k.a. PG. He was looking good in this movie, let me just say. <laughs> we have Crystal Renee Hazlett as First Lady Natalie Goodman. We have Kendrick Cross as Uncle Larry. And we have Janora McDuffie as Aunt Liz. Reviews, 50% critic score currently on Rotten Tomatoes, 83% audience score, 90% of Google users gave this film a thumbs up. Delora, do you have a grade for Praise This? If so, what you got? Praise This. I have to say, this one was an interesting one because the acting was giving Tyler Perry circa... 2010 you know what I mean the over exaggeration obviously I know what type of film this is right we mm -hmm. I have a list here and I'll be talking about it throughout the recap it gets a C for me it gets a C because like these type of movies similar to a 2012 joyful noise or the iconic 1993 sister act two the acting might not be great but the music is bomb. Mm. So period. It brought me joy. <laughs> and it gets to see for me. What about you? I have no great written down. So I'm totally doing this on the spot, people. I'm going to have to give it a B because to your point, acting is not top notch, but I enjoyed this not original, but typical storyline and letting it play out the way that it did and I love competition, particularly music competition and dance yes. competition films. So yep. this goes into my canon of ones that I really, really enjoyed. Yep. And I thought the music, like I said, there is one song that lives rent free in my head right now that I listen to on repeat. Love it. Because that's how obsessed I was with this soundtrack. So let me just say, music was everything and i read an article that will packer would be open to expanding the universe of this film so i don't know if that means a television series might come out of praise this i don't know if he has would want to do a sequel or two like we have done with other you know pitch perfects um right. to your point like just other like dance and and music type of films so we'll see what happens with this but i think it has legs and i really really enjoyed this first outing with these praise teams that we got a chance to experience so let's get into the good good delora my first question of this recap is have you ever been to a praise team competition i have not not would a competition you, would you want to go after what you've seen hmm that's a great question i don't know I think it's great to hear different choirs and people renditions of like classics. I think that'll be a lot of fun, but um, I don't know. I never put much thought to it. How about you? I would love to go after seeing this movie. Really? I would love to go. I feel like it's Sister Act 2. 
some of those yeah. choirs were so boring that yeah. I don't think I would have loved to go to that competition until they were up to perform, right? Because obviously they did their thing, robes came off, hey, we flipped True. it on the stage, you know? Right. But this seems like it is hella entertaining <laughs> from start to finish, barring the opening competition of this film, right? Exactly. Because that was right. disastrous awful we had a raunchy rap break including humping of the stage we had a fainting it just was not the best introduction to this world of competitive praise it was extreme it was ugly it was ugly so main character sam is being forced to relocate from la to atlanta by her father to live with her uncle aunt and cousin sister jess who happens to be the one that fainted when the movie started. Do you believe in cousin sisters? That was something I thought about when I saw this. Absolutely. You have a cousin that you're so close with that y'all are practically sisters. Absolutely. Shout out to Shalay. <laughs> Shout out to Nini, Janelle, Janice, Riri. See, yeah. and then you guys start naming all your cousins. That's why I ain't even... <laughs> <laughs> ask me if any of those are their real names right like one out of the list i just gave you yeah we all go by nicknames (laughs) i'm not even gonna open up that that can of worms but i will say yes i think cousin sister is fun because i don't I, i don't have any sisters so i really do look at the cousins the female cousins that i have as that relatability of like what having a sister would be like so i love that Sam is taking a gap year. She's been working on music. She feels like she's been productive. But on the flip side of that, I guess she got arrested. And I guess she's been getting into some shenanigans and some things. Her dad wants her to go to college. She's not having it. She's not happy. She had a funky little attitude when she arrived. What'd you think of Sam's dilemma? You know, I'm very empathetic. And what really stuck out to me was the fact that she is obviously coping in an unhealthy manner since the death of her mother. Right. I was empathetic, but at the same time, I was like, if you so grown, why are you here? If you so grown, why don't you pay some bills and move out on your own? If you so grown, (laughs) I guess you don't need to be staying with your uncle and your auntie because you got this, right? Guess not. Guess not, Sam. Guess not. So I'm going to need you to um, put a little more respect on your father's name in this particular scenario. But did you appreciate Jess's energy? And I say that because Jess had a lot of it. (laughs) I didn't like her the first time I watched this movie. Mm, Okay, why not? She was doing too much. (laughs) Absolutely positively too much she has such a good heart though her heart was always in the right place sure clearly sheltered (laughs) did you like her wardrobe a lot of floral a lot of floral i liked her hair her skin that part too right she's gorgeous she's gorgeous yes agreed agreed and what was interesting, there was a lot of angle, camera angles that were like really in her face. And I, I was interested to know like what they were trying to get from that. Cause they did more face shots of her than even Chloe. And um, it's her energy. Yeah. I think is that she's very in your face. <laughs> in your face, all encompassing. Yes. <laughs> wait, wait. Can it ignore, right? Yes. Like, 
I think I found Jess super endearing. I would not necessarily want to have been the one that she woke up first thing in the morning with a cup of coffee talking about you got to get up and go to church. Um, that I don't think that strategy would have worked well on me because I'm not a morning person. I would have been very angry, but I get the point. I think she was very endearing. I think that she had Sam's back, which I think Sam needed more than Sam may have mm. said that she needed at that time. And so for those reasons, I, I really, really liked Jess in this movie. But I need for her to catch a hint, especially when they go over to the house and invite it. I'm like, I need for you. <laughs> yeah, cool. but she, again, is trying to be there for her cousin. And to be honest with you, I wish we all had the confidence of Jess. If we all had the confidence of Jess, <laughs> the world would be a much more interesting place. I'll say that. Funny. Do you believe in a no trap music rule five miles from church? Is that a thing? I believe in starting mornings with praise music, praise and worship music. Like I don't listen to anything unless it's praise and worship. And then maybe I'll gradually go to classical and then I'll go into comfortable in my skin. You don't say. I am. Mm -mm 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 -mm. I was actually trying to think of a raunchy lyric and it wasn't coming to me, but yeah, <laughs> we, we gradually make our way into um grown-ass music you know what i mean you know what's funny i feel like then you kind of take music like you do your drinking like nothing before noon like no <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna start this day sober and on the good foot jesus look to the hills from where my help comes from okay like <laughs> hilarious well jess's strategy worked because she got sam to attend church very very modern vibes that we get in this church though it was in a warehouse mm -hmm. there was a party pool pit there was a skateboard ramp they also have that praise team that sucked and struggled from the very beginning called the oil factory and a pastor with visible tattoos a neck tattoo baby right in the front <laughs> i've never seen it personally it, hey. it exists i was gonna say it especially probably in atlanta like we don't live in atlanta true. so true and mm -hmm. that's the thing that i did enjoy about this film this film is so atlanta like chloe from atlanta quavo from atlanta like i just i loved it sam uses a supposed praise team practice as a cover to go to a party by an artist, Ty. She's hoping to meet. Do you think celebs really let randoms into their homes for parties? Yes. Now, is it their personal homes? I don't know. It may be a home they may be renting or have solely for partying purposes. That would seem to make more sense to me. This seems like this man's personal residence. And I was like, and it seems like you only have one security guard. Yeah, but Drake absolutely would invite pretty girls to his house, not knowing them. Say men who puts hot sauce and condoms, possibly. Sure. Seemed a little reckless to me, but the strategy worked out. I was chuckling when Jess and Sam hit that dance floor and Jess literally blocked every guy's attempts to get close to Sam with her various dance moves and maneuvers. I know you said you feel like she was doing too much. I was laughing. I thought it was hilarious. Like 
Jess is trying, it said, y'all not, my cousin's not for, remember she said later in the movie, are you going to, don't fornicate? <laughs> like, that's what Jess said, there will be no fornication on my watch, baby. And Sam got her moment to sing in front of Ty. Unfortunately, the popo showed up before she could hit the studio with him. Her uncle and aunt forced Sam to join that damn praise team as punishment for lying. What'd you think of um, our praise team lead, Melissa, when we start rehearsals? That not everybody that's in church is a good person. Mm. <laughs> we all save from something, right? And uh, like that song at the end, Try Jesus, Not Me. She was also somebody who, in my opinion, was in church not for the reasons that one would think one would be in church for. You question her intentions. I get yes. that. I don't think she was trying to catch the Holy Spirit. I think she was trying to catch a man. Period. And so Period. her her intentions and her energy were what they were. Because she was a tyrant, essentially. Yes. She said, our lane is real church music. She didn't want to hear nobody else's input. She was obsessed with old Big Love, even though he wasn't giving her the time of day. This whole thing with everybody liking Big Love <laughs> in this particular film made me chuckle because I wasn't catching the vibe. I wasn't catching it. I did not get it. Now, when I tell you I've seen this in movies before, actually, one of the things always Game of Thrones, you remember the one guy who went into the brothel and all the girls were all over him and he was just the regular looking hand. I forget his name. Oh, I hate that. I forgot his name, but all the girls loved him and nobody understood why. <laughs> and um, I'm reminded of that anyway. Yeah, I wasn't picking up any of the vibes for Big Love. I just chalk it up to he has the bad boy vibes because he is coming in from a life on the streets where he was selling drugs and other things, apparently. So I'm like, maybe that's it. Maybe just steal the women love a, a bad boy type of type of vibe. But I, I wasn't catching it. Big love. In a scene out of the book of Pitch Perfect, Sam shows off and out her skills by flipping modern R&B and hip-hop hits into gospel on an outing with the team at The Painted Duck. Did you enjoy her renditions of these songs? Yeah, they were a lot of fun. And she was singing, you know what I mean? Doing the damn thing. Who Can I Run To was absolutely not shocking because I love R&B, but... Who can I run to was special. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. Can I get this rendition and play it in my car, please? Exactly. And, and it's she, not on the soundtrack. I'm so pumped. She yes. singing. Yes. No one can deny the vocal ability of Miss Chloe Bailey. At the local qualifiers for the National Praise Team competition, we meet some of the top teams, the promised ringtones who have made a vow of celibacy hilarious they were described by jess as if beyonce and mary mother of jesus specifically had a child <laughs> my absolute favorite the prodigal bros and this version of 
what a mighty God we serve. This is the song I've been telling y'all has been stuck in my head. I, I watched this scene a couple of times because when I first saw it, I was just floored. It's not just how they look, because I know that was the big thing they made. It was like, oh, these fine men. Yes, their dance moves, everything. But that rendition, how did they not win? How did they not win? (laughs) Well, what I love is the person who is in the middle, Sean Bankhead, also from Atlanta, the choreographer extraordinaire who has choreographed Little Nas X, Cardi B, and Normani's performance. He's the one that was behind all the performances in this movie. He said there were 70 dancers and 14 performances. So to see him right there smack in the middle, I just loved all the cameos. You know what I mean? Like it brought me so much joy. This is why I think I would not be successful in Praise Team is the dancing. The singing, I could do. But the dancing, y'all got to give me some time. Because these were not your everyday dance moves. And I thought that everyone did a fantastic job. But the prodigal bros, uh, they have my heart. I'll say that. And then we have the reigning champs. Champion life. Led by Fallon. Who actually got paid to join the praise team. In my opinion, that's cheating. She's a real life gospel artist too. I believe it. She's, she can sing. I I know her song, I think it's called Sunday or Church. One of the two. Love, 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 love. Did you have a favorite performance from the local qualifiers? Even this first batch of folks we got a chance to meet. I really enjoyed a lot of the songs. So I, I mean, the fact that they opened up with a version of... Um, it's just one thing that got me tripping. That was from the very, very beginning. I was like, oh, we're off to a great start because that that song still goes hard today. <laughs> and so for the qualifiers, I think one of my favorites, not counting, obviously, the main groups, I really enjoyed. See, I don't know if this was at the qualifiers or not, but it's called Your Sinning Soul. And I think it was a version of um, one of my favorite songs, Spinning. It's like a rap song. Y'all know what it is. I don't remember which composition that was either, but I thought, I mean, I think I had a, like a appreciation and a love for all of the performances that I saw with the exception of kind of like the one little country group in the overalls. I didn't like that one. I didn't, I didn't love it either, but musically and performance wise they had they had some really great competition in the movie the promise ringtones had a special place in my heart as well because i just really liked their lead singer she's a broadway girl yeah. so it was so funny because like when we first saw them i was like oh they're cute and then when they performed i was like whoa yeah talk about presence okay yeah. stage performance yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I got to find a praise team composition to go to. Moral of the story. Melissa dishes the team at the qualifiers for champion life. The audacity after setting the boring tone of their music. Adamant that they were going to sing real gospel songs. Didn't want to, what she say, twerk for Jesus. It was gross and self-serving. And I'm like, you can't handle competition. So you would rather be the big fish in a small pond in terms of you want to be the girl that's on top 
when everyone else is struggling, but as soon as you get competition, you don't want to make the group better. You you would rather jump ship? Really? And because big love ain't want her. <laughs> oh, Melissa. Sam helps the team this time, though, with a new arrangement for Break Every Chain, and they took third place to move on to regionals. Along That's with a good the song, too. It was. Along with the promise ringtones and champion life, the trash talk with Melissa was hilarious. Absolutely. Sam pops up again at Ty's house. Again, this man is way too accessible, in my opinion. <laughs> and someone said that they had chemistry, and I was like, where? I'm, I was going to ask mean, you about that at the end, but we can talk about it now. <laughs> was so bad. But where was this chemistry? People, even during the red carpet appearances were trying to say something about them dating or what have you so I was going to ask you if you thought they had chemistry I didn't see it either I think it was just hype for the film agreed wasn't catching a vibe I think Quavo did his best though with his lingering looks (laughs) anyway sure Sure. (laughs) anyway this time Sam makes it to the studio and records a track with Ty and he lets her use it for the competition. Again, where are, he's so benevolent. Like, where are these benevolent, wonderful people in the music industry who help newcomers out in this way? I hope they really I exist. Also, felt like she was just too thirsty for my liking. I'm like, girl. Remember, he almost kicked her out of the house the first time she said she'd do anything. He was like, please see this young lady out. <laughs> exactly. Have have some standards. Yeah, he said, I, I don't I don't trust people. If you need to be confident within yourself, I don't trust people who are desperate. So Whew, that's mm-hmm. a lesson. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Sam, after seeing the stiff competition, switches the music to a track that Ty did not give them permission to use at the next competition Threw her whole team off. They did not place. And Ty was in the audience. Girl, I thought he was about to sue her ass. Exactly. Exactly. And Sam was getting on my final nerve because it was like, okay, yes, you are the most talented in the group, but you are still a group. You got to switch it up. Yes, doing an impromptu performance helped you in the first you know, round of competition, but that's not going to help you win this whole thing. It was really annoying and desperate. Again, the thirst was so high for me. And it's just like, look around, take stock. You're not alone. It's easy to feel that way. But it was just gross how she stole his his, um, production like that. It was also just not wise because when I was thinking, even if he was not personally there, social media, hello, somebody was going to record it, put it on these internets. He was going to find out and could sue you at the worst, at the least, you've ruined that working relationship with a superstar. Exactly. Artist. (laughs) Because she was so short-sighted. And I don't even know what was driving her at this point at that very moment because she was getting the things she wanted and she had not been that invested in them winning. So I'm not sure what what propelled her in that moment, but definitely unfortunate on her part. 
In a turn of events, though, the oil factory gets their shot at nationals after the promised ringtones dropped out. Their lead singer, who we love, Kelly, had her sex tape leaked. That's what made their whole situation hilarious. Oh, <laughs> promise ring for Jesus. Lead singer, a hoe. No, <laughs> I'm joking. I think we know from the Jonas Brothers that promise rings mean nothing. They don't right? work. They don't work. I also think it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. Yes. To say that the way I felt even last week is going to be <laughs> the way I feel today. Not last week. <laughs> yes. My understanding of sex is so different. <laughs> so different from 18 year old me uh to present day <laughs> yeah 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 and, we, and we've had this conversation before even as women it's like you know just speaking of cozy being comfortable in our own skin and you know and all that so i don't know <laughs> and especially yeah because what it what it is it becomes a part of your identity right 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 and then you associate sex with shame and guilt and therefore you're unable to fully explore what that part of humanity is supposed to be like very well said and to silence and mute the lead singer of your gospel group for that it felt wrong for me personally because these deacons don't get me started it was a boy from the church (laughs) They said it was someone from the church. Who do you think these girls be with? Is the boy sitting down for something? Exactly. Exactly. I loved seeing Michelle Williams as the host of the championship. Absolutely. So It brought me so much joy. Yes. It was like, of course, she belongs. (laughs) And you know what I loved about the Oil Factory's performance at Nationals is that it they included the other teams and the audience. And I think that's something that for me, while we had some like audience like enjoyment in the first two competitions, it just felt to me like what the spirit of a praising competition would be. Yes. Where you're collectively coming together for the purpose of praising god exactly exactly i legit got goosebumps for that last performance it was that good it was so like i said i couldn't be still i was rocking i was singing i was it was so so good and it was a joy absolute joy They got Kelly and the promised ringtones up out of their seat. They said, ma'am, you will not be shut down today. And she sang her ass off. Chloe had her Beyonce moment when she was in the middle and did the whole head shake hair. Yes. I was like, Beyonce moment for sure. First of all, that is the one thing that was screaming at me the whole time. I'm like, okay, fighting temptations there you go you know exactly what i was leading to absolutely um so i'm gonna go ahead and say what i was gonna wait for but 
I do love these movies because we talked about how bad the acting was, but the music was great. And as a as you mentioned, everything from Pitch Perfect to Sister Act Two, I love how like it's starring the up and coming latest it girl. You know what I mean? But it's also like a time caps capsule of like all things pop culture from fashion trends um, to makeup trends and all the cameos. I say all that to say Chloe did a phenomenal job solidifying her it girl status in this film for me. And when it came to the fashion, I was like, is this how adults felt like when we were watching all our favorites? Because I felt like her lashes were too thick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like... But the things that they are able to do with their locks, her and her sister locks, somebody, I I went to a black girl magic happy hour recently, which is a edifying experience. I always love hanging out with like just black women, but all types of hairstyle, all types of nail design what have you to get inspiration from and somebody with locks was like yeah chloe and hallie got bougie locks they're like Mm. it's it's the bougie blacks the things that they do with their hair is nothing short short of magic i know especially uh even at the met gala with hallie i was like where'd you put all her hair where did you know, y'all put slowly, all her hair? She's slowly taking her locks out, though. She Is made she? that. An, mm-hmm, she made that announcement like several months ago. She's like, "Yeah, just to give you a heads up, I might be moving out away from my locks." I missed that. Oh, I feel some type of way, but it's not me. And she fully deserves to do whatever she wants to do with her hair. But they have been inspiration for me to even really consider, consider. possibly going the lock route. Because one of the things I used to always say was I was going to get bored because I really like to change up my hair a lot these days. But they give me hope that I can do a lot of different styles and still have locks. Anyway, tangent. Let me wrap up this movie real quick. <laughs> so the oil factory successful with that final performance and they take the victory in the name of Jesus. I thought that the champion gate, I said champion gate, Lord, that is a community in Florida champion life, the attitude, the sore, being a sore loser. Gross. Why do they have money uh, machines anyway? Like, and what'd you think of the Bishop and his attitude towards PG in this film to me that felt very real the judgment yes, yes. <laughs> condescending right but i loved his slap his clap back him. i loved his clap back though you know jesus paid the price do i owe you something Whew. Whew. i'm gonna use that <laughs> <laughs> exactly also i need to find that song try jesus not me <laughs> That was one of the things that came up when they was getting into it with Melissa. She said, come get this blessing. I was like, okay, I can't, I can't deal with you. They were fooling. <laughs> Shout out to Kiki, though. She could sign. She sign. Yeah. I was like, yo. Yes. Yo. And for you to try to silence Miss Kiki and she had the better voice. Right? Right? Crazy. How dare Melissa crazy but yeah the judgment between the bishop and pg uh felt very real to me also the two church ladies 
throughout the movie and their commentary a mess bruh the scene where the scene where uh chloe first comes and she was like look at her with her i ain't had a baby yet so i got a flat stomach please (laughs) (laughs) it's like what you can tell their entire job was just to um not freestyle but like improvise until something stuck bruh even when the even during the qualifiers when they seemed like they were gonna lose again or do really bad again break every chain she the one lady was like don't let the devil win again it's like whoever wrote these lines y'all are hilarious or if y'all just improv this whole thing y'all are the real Uh, MVP of this movie they were killing me killing me funny so I just want to talk about a few of those things. You know who really though was one of the MVPs of the movie was the first lady. I feel like she really came yes. through. Yes. And spoke to Sam's character in moments that she needed guidance and direction. And um, you know, just a just a chat. And I feel like I, a lot of first ladies don't get shine in movies. Mm, and like that's real features. Unless you're Whitney Houston having an affair with an angel. You know. Um <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, you know, being big cousin to Chloe Halley, Chloe in this movie in particular, I didn't enjoy them acting like she was a hoe though. I, I can't say that was believable for me in the sense of like, why, why, why do we have to put her out there like that? Like, I don't even know if I feel like she was that so much as like, she's just someone who has gone through things that, you know, have made her not feel like she was in the best place or making some of the best decisions um, in her life at that particular moment. But I think, I mean, she's what, she was supposed to be in her early twenties. Her clothes were, not there i mean <laughs> i mean you know showing a little showing a little uh little ass although little... she was pretty covered for the most part especially yeah. by that last performance but up until then and then they had that whole conversation of you know how many times the lord has kept me the times i've been reckless <laughs> reckless by church standards in my opinion because by everyday life standards i'm sure it's quite tame compared to (laughs) some things that one can get into in this world yeah and that was another reason why i also with this movie it it definitely spoke to a a demographic when it comes to like black folks who grew up and who have been a part of the church yeah. Uh, so, so the praise dancing parts were a little bit like, oh, I don't know how funny this is because I'm not really like, I don't know. I don't like to play with stuff like that. But it also, they were doing too much at times. <laughs> but well, I think that that went with the um, the overall direction of this particular film. Yeah, I want to speak to a little bit um, what I heard Will Packer say about his thoughts about the content of the movie and being that this was really supposed to appeal to the folks who may have never gone to church or have been to church one time and are, you know, of a certain age, like or like 20 somethings and things like that to get an understanding of like their, not just their perspective, but also um, leading them to understand that 
there's not just one particular path or place to go to have a relationship with God because God does not just live uh, in, in, in one pastor's message in Mm -hmm. one church home in one church period. Like you can find your path in other ways. So I think that was an important part of his, the messaging they were trying to get across and also that he wanted to make regular churchgoers uncomfortable. Like he said, if I, if this movie, yes, he said, this movie does not make church folks uncomfortable. I did not do my job. So take with that what you will, folks. Delora, did you have any particular messages that you took from this film? And what are your final thoughts? I guess I can see the positive of like representation of different types of church people, right? Mm -hmm. The, The ones who were very traditional to the ones who didn't pretend like they didn't know savage between you know made by <laughs> maggie stallion and beyonce because that those are the church people where i'm just like you ain't got no radio or tv like why y'all acting like these songs don't exist <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. so in some ways it kind of reminds me of like taking a spoonful of sugar with your medicine in terms of like you you have these popular beats but you know and also I'm a very I like lyrics because I believe in like what you're saying about yourself so you're able to enjoy the production of these songs with fun lyrics you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. I, I I liked that about the movie and I also like that they showed people coming from all types of backgrounds um, working together for this common goal, specifically with um, Sam's group from the former quote unquote drug dealer to the church girl and everyone else in between. Right. Yep. All right. Well, guys, that is it for our recap of praise this. Hope you enjoyed it. Again, you can find this on Peacock. If you have not gotten a chance to watch it yet. And also I would encourage you to go out and listen to that good old soundtrack. All right, Dora. It is so good. What you got for Hidden Gems this week? All right. So for Hidden Gems, I have two. So for the first one, it's a podcast. Last week on social media, there was a clip going around from the actress who played Chelsea from That's So Raven sitting down talking to Christy Carlson Renato. We know her from her work on Even Stevens Disney Channel. She sat down with Annalise Van Der Paul and talked about substance abuse and child acting. And man, oh man, it was a fantastic conversation. Christy is like one of the leading voices of child actors and like their experiences. And like, she has a YouTube channel and now this podcast where she gives space for other people that we grew up with to talk about their experiences and ways that the industry could do better when it comes to children um, in the acting field. And yeah, I I don't want to keep calling this lady Chelsea, but (laughs) Chelsea from That's So Raven you know, talked about her struggles and talked about her relationship with Raven, which was fascinating. And it was just a really good conversation and I highly recommend it. 
My second hidden gem is from a new R&B artist. Her name is Alex Vaughn, and she has this single called So Be It. She can sing. She really can sing. And so since this is a movie all about singing, I just wanted to highlight um, this particular song because it's like she's giving me, I'm talking about the type of song, it gives me Keisha Cole vibes you know what I mean like Hmm. so be it it kind of reminds me of like Keisha Cole and one of her many anthems like you know what it is what it is I'm gonna be caught up in this rain with my red dye Um, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I just recently got introduced to her highly recommend Ashley what are your hidden gems so none of my gems are hidden particularly i just <laughs> yes <laughs> wanted to talk about these three they're kind of hot first one is bel-air bro because i just got peacock for the sake of this recap and binge the hell out of both of these seasons that it? are currently available so good what yes. a beautiful cast i love them and the takes on these characters beloved characters for us given that we grew up with the original sitcom the only person i've struggled with a bit is carlton Carlton. i'm not gonna lie you're gonna say that yes i've struggled a bit with this version of carlton but i i really do love this cast like even down to jazz like i love how's coco love coco love coco so i'm really excited to see what they do with season three i'm officially hooked so we'll see what happens the diplomat and will Will? oh he does a fantastic job like not to say you you forget about will smith at all but he is holding his own as Mm. this version of this character because this this grittier meatier role needed someone with a bit of emotional depth and i think my brother made a good point when he was like i think he's a better actor than will smith was at that time and i have to agree with that yeah Yeah, and it was goofy like it was lighthearted. it was a sitcom you needed somebody who had like the gravitas to pull off these really hard more emotional things that he's going through in this particular series so yeah moving on to my second the diplomat on netflix this was a slow burn baby because that jargon when we first started very hard to watch very like hard to get into my head. i was like bro i didn't watch the west wing i didn't watch some of these shows that i'm seeing yeah. correlations to online like i'm not a poli- political show person that this like you didn't watch house of cards i watched that was so different because house of cards was crazy you start yeah. off with with frank murdering you know what i'm yeah. saying like it True. was so different like it was not as focused on the the political heaviness of dialogue is what I'm talking about specifically. Like, soon as we get in, I'm like, what the hell is this? What are we doing? What is this about? Like, I don't understand. It seems like office talk. Like, I don't, why is this a yeah. show? Yeah. But thanks to my love for Carrie Russell, because I've been messing with Carrie Russell since Honey, I Blew Up the Baby. No, since Honey, I Blew Up the Baby. Oh, wow. And she yes, wasn't that. Me and Carrie been going hard for a long time. And then, let alone Felicity um so did you watch the last show she was i watched the americans yes you did but i have not finished the americans and there's a good reason for that because in case no spoiler for anybody but you should know they're russian spies in that film 
Yeah. And I have a strong feeling that they're going to die at the end. So oh. you just not want, cause oh you know, it's, you know, it, it, yeah. it, it is what it, it was. They were, you know, it is what it is. So yeah. it made me, but it was with her real life husband. Yes. I watched the show. So yeah, my love for Carrie Russell kept me wanting to give this some time. It was the dynamics of her marriage in the show and the unapologetic, like, brashness harshness whatever of her character being a woman in this arena that really made me end up enjoying it like I love that they don't have her being like soft and apologetic or any of that like she I love her character let me I'll say that so I'm it's already been renewed for season two so I'm here for checking out and seeing what they do with uh season two Okay. Last and final gym. I want to dance with somebody. I was nervous. I was nervous. I have put off watching this movie. Can I tell you, I intentionally did not watch it until I knew your opinion about it because I know how much you love. (laughs) You know, I do. I had advanced screening tickets to theaters to go see this movie and I didn't go. Cause that's how, <laughs> that's how, like, I didn't, I didn't want to do it. I was like, it's not going to do her justice. I love Whitney Houston with all my heart, the talent. And I just struggled with the idea of watching somebody imitate Stanley her. Tucci couldn't even save it for me. Like to be like, okay, let's go. And you know, we love Stanley Tucci. We do. But I cried twice when I watched Whoa. this movie. Whoa. And I got to learn some new things about one of my, not one of, about my favorite singer of all time. So Mm. it definitely made it a worthwhile watch for me. And I honestly thought that the lead actress, Naomi Aki, played the role well and did her justice. Good. That's good. Was I still picturing Whitney during some of the major performances? Absolutely. It's just impossible for me not to because we lived through them. Right. right it's just it's just impossible but i i enjoyed the film overall i you did. know what's funny what also made me hesitant was my introduction to that actress was on a netflix show it's a british show called like something like about killing people or something like that and she was mm. like a crazy murderer mm. and obviously she's an actress and it's called range but <laughs> You know how how it is when your introduction to someone and it's like, okay. Hard to switch gears. Let me see you in a different... You're playing Whitney now? Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> but she played her very confidently, as my mom has said, and I agree. <laughs> and she has like the spirit that I imagine Whitney had um, down. So I appreciated it. So yeah, I would encourage everybody to check it out took me some time but I I got to it and I got it and it it filled my heart so those are my gems for the week Delora all right guys we appreciate you as always for sticking with us for another episode we will be back on Thursday with more for headlines and hot topics and we will see you then be blessed